0: As teachers, we are known for being a Jack, or Jill, of all trades.
1: But on this podcast, we will introduce you to a master of one. Our podcast interviews awesome educators who have done some awesome research. And makes
0: practical links so that you can use evidence and research-based approaches today in your classroom. So, I am really excited about today's episode. I'm playing solo today because Tony's got a few things on work-wise, but we have one of my amazing colleagues, Bruce, on today, and he's going to talk to us about his research he did around um, how we can best support students with anxiety. So
1: uh, my um, Master's um, of Education um, and thesis was around um, the um, use of personalised learning, which is what um, I do um, at my own job at um, Te Ahoa Te Kuro Pounamu, or the correspondence school, uh, to address student anxiety and develop resilience in an online learning environment. We're an online school. So,
0: Fantastic. Yes. So I'm going to kick us off with our first question that is always the tricky one, um, but you know, the time's, time's ticking. So in 30 seconds,
1: can you boil down your thesis? Go. Um, so, yes. Um, so essentially, the thesis is about. Um, uh, initially, it was about, around looking at uh, low achievement at NCEA, especially NCEA level one, but um, it kind of turned into the um, what happened to actually you know the motivators behind that, and anxiety um, uh, is something that's becoming more predominant in education today. And a lot of our students actually don't perform well because they um, suffer from uh, mental health issues and anxiety. So it is more around um, looking at the, um, um, what's behind that and then trying to develop a uh, conceptual framework or some way of moving forward um, so we can actually help combat that and um, help our students actually achieve well um, while working um, in education and specifically online. Um, so um, that's the whole crux of it.
0: That's fantastic. That's awesome. The more I've been thinking about this, it is one of those things where um, it's obviously a challenge that an increasing number of young people face or, you know, are recognizing that they face, but um, it's one of those things that doesn't necessarily need to be a barrier to learning that we can definitely, I think there's lots to be done in this space. So it's so cool um, to hear somebody kind of researching this. Um, so now that you've given us your 30 seconds, kind of, what are your kind
1: of three key
0: findings from your study?
1: Okay, so um, uh, there were several different um, phases in the project, but um, key findings um, include, um, first of all, uh, that students actually do suffer um, academically from anxiety um, in an academic setting or in in terms of school education, um, how that actually, um, uh, actually looks can actually um, be broken down into looking at things such as social anxiety um, and also um, students actually, um, from anecdotal evidence I found from my um, master's and my thesis is that students working um, in terms of their working environment. So um, what's it like at school? Um, And what's it like working at home as well? Because most of the students I work with work at home because they're working online. And so if things are not going well at home, that's going to actually lead to um, students being quite anxious. And um, if they're quite anxious, that's going to affect their performance as well. Um, the other key finding is actually looking at personalized learning. So um, students actually having personalized learning programs, which is what we do well or better, I should say, at Te Kura. Um, and also um, how that works to actually support students so they can actually um, uh, cope better with anxiety and actually achieve their learning goals.
0: Wicked. And yeah, I think at um, Dakota, kind of personalised learning is our bread and butter, isn't it? It's our starting point um, and there's always room for it improvement, is really. but we certainly kind of, I know coming in as a new teacher, there's a wealth of information um, that you guys have. That possibly isn't stored in other schools. I shouldn't say stored, because it makes us sound like we're just a collection of brains, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I no, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so kind of taking this out of the, the thesis um, and into the classroom, for you in
1: particular, how did it kind of impact your practice? Um, oh, thinking back to the beginning of the project, um, uh, you know, I thought I would I felt I was quite innovative in the way I'm actually doing things, but it kind of put a lens on how I could actually refine some of the processes I work with in terms of um, how I interact with students online, how I work with students, because at Takuru we have a blend approach um, where we actually work with students um, face-to-face in an advisory capacity, so they come and see us or we go and visit them. Um, But most of the students I work with is online, So um, how I work with them online and how I'm able to actually um, uh, help students actually achieve their learning goals um, was something that um, the project and, of course, my thesis actually um, uh, helped me um, think about how I could do it better, actually. And what I mean by better is how I could do it more effectively as well, because sometimes you, as teachers, we do try things and um, we try and fail. Um, uh, you know, working online often brings its own technical issues as well, um, especially when you're dealing with equipment or technology that doesn't quite work. Um, and what alternatives do we have that, when we're um, working with students online, that actually will uh, are effective for them? So it's actually having more than one, um, um, uh, you know, alternative in your kit, so to speak. So if something doesn't work, you try something else. The variety I find actually of having more than one way of actually helping students um, uh, means that I've got more options with students who actually learn differently. And as you know, Laura, uh, a lot of our students are not all the same, they're not all factory. Um, They learn differently and they learn at different rates as well, different speeds. So we need to be innovative and creative at times. And a lot of what I did in um, my thesis and in the project actually highlighted um, uh, alternatives and things I could do better.
0: That's really interesting. That's really valid as well, Um, because I think... um... Yes, you know, so, so We talk about you know students with anxiety, and we can almost get ourselves into a hole with these, these groupings, can't we? But actually within that, that kind of subgroup, if that's um, an okay way to say it, um, you, you've got a variety of, children, of students um, with a variety of different things going on, and actually having that, that toolkit allows you to pick and choose. Um, it's interesting, there's a big discussion with obviously distance learning kicking off in the Northern Hemisphere going on about um, whether students should be forced to have their camera on the whole time during the whole school day, and I'm thinking, wow, for some of our students, that's not even an option. And I love the fact at Dakota, that Dakota, we give them the option of, hey, come and join us. And um, you know, you don't have to have your camera on if that's something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and I think that's a, that's, a, that's a huge thing that just by doing that one thing, actually, you engage um, a group of students who might feel anxiety about coming onto calls and things like that. Um, but definitely, kind of taking each, each, each student as you see them. Um, is, is the way to go. Now, I, I am a bit of a geek, so I actually quite enjoyed the, the reading I had to do for my thesis, but um, there is a lot of reading involved in, in any kind of postgraduate study. Um, but if you could kind of point us to two pieces of literature that you think that um, would be most interesting or most useful for someone just getting started in this topic, what would they be?
1: Okay. so um, You're quite right in saying that in any postgraduate study, there is a lot of reading Um, to do. And um, uh, in the first phase of my, um, uh, you know, the planning of my project, it was basically all um, looking at articles, journals, internet sources um, around anxiety, um, uh, definition from a psychological point of view, but um, more along the lines of how does this actually relate to education. So uh, as a couple of references I found really useful, because what I did initially um, with my internet and research was to find a definition of anxiety that fitted what I was doing and fitted the purpose of my um, thesis. Um, And one of them comes from um, Dobson in 2012, where he looks um, at um, uh, the effects of academic anxiety on the performance of students. Um, And um, especially with learning disabilities as well. This um, uh, helped me define um, anxiety a little bit more in terms of um, being able to um, whistle it down somewhat into how it, anxiety actually affects students in terms of socially um, and actually how students actually deal with that. And it's kind of a um, almost like a fight or uh, flight um, mentality here. A lot of our students will actually um, coil into themselves and actually not want to engage. And so that's kind of the danger is that we lose them because they don't feel it's safe enough for them to be able to contribute um, and their anxiety levels go higher and higher and higher. And that can be a real danger um, for them in terms of their mental state, but also in their physical state as well. The second um, thing, which is really important, which is a, um, a piece of... Um, um, research I found around looking at self-regulation. Um, now, I'll, I'll talk about what that means. Self-regulation is from um, Ada and Erkin in 2010. talking about a model um, looking at math students and high-stakes tests. But um, uh, in terms of them being able to cope with the high stress, and high stress can come from anything you do in education. Although, for some reason, math seems to actually Elicit high stress in any level, I find. Um, uh, I can relate. <laughs> I've found, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've often found, um, uh, you know, being able to try and instill self regulation or self motivation, all of those words where um, our students are actually able to cope or have coping mechanisms to actually deal with high stress and high anxiety. So that was the second reference. I mean, there were lots of um, readings, as I said. But there's at least a couple of those that actually stood out to me that actually were important and actually contributed to, um, you know, some of my um, findings, which I've talked about.
0: Awesome, thank you. That's some good reading for people to go away and do some good summaries as well for those of us who might not find the time to read it um, just yet. Um, So obviously, thinking kind of outside of your own practice, if you, um, and I know that you you did an awesome presentation um, to the Tonga team um, at Takura about this, Um, but if you were to kind of go outside of your own practice and talk to other teachers, other leaders, other principals, um, what kind of, from your findings, would you suggest they try?
1: Yeah, well, I was asked this question, actually, when I did my um, thesis presentation in front of a whole lot of academic um, people, um, which I was very nervous about. Um, I suppose, uh, and I'll get the same answer, really, you know, because I'm kind of a very practical kind of person. And, you know, I need to know um, practically what will work, you know, in a given situation with the, the students I'm actually dealing with. I think it's important for all teachers to actually have some practical things in their toolkit, in order to actually um, deal with students who actually, um, uh, you know, dealing with um, the issues around anxiety and mental health. But also, um, you, you know, it's about treating softly. Um, also, you'll have students of different ethnicities that are in there. Um, you'll have um, stu- different students who actually learn at different um, levels as well. And um, one of the big things I would say is actually um, what works best for you when you're dealing with students online. The w- reason why I um, actually made um, the, the deliverable, the, the thing that I actually had at the end of the project or thesis, was more around um, uh, how can we work together as a um, you know a community of educators to actually support each other and to talk or what we do. So we're actually able to take out of that what we can in order to help the students we can. There is no magic bullet here, you know? Um, and I know a lot of us think, well, just give me a strategy, you know? But um, a lot of it is around discussion. And that's what, um, uh, you know, the deliverable I had is all about, is actually a starting point, you know? So people can read it, and then people can actually say, actually, that I resonate with that, but I've got another idea. It's about actually exchanging those ideas so we can actually work together as a community.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, it absolutely takes a village, doesn't it? Um, But especially when you've got these students who are are kind of um, dealing with some other things and and learning to live with something like anxiety. You can never have too many ideas, can you? (laughs) Um, No, exactly. And kind of too many many voices um, just to kind of help out and find the best way for that particular student. that's been a really, really interesting look into um, your thesis and, and kind of has got me really thinking about how I um, ap- approach students with anxiety in my own kind of practice, um, which is really cool. So, kind of moving away from your research that, um, you know, would have probably consumed your life for, for a, a year or two there um, and thinking about the future, what have you got going on for you at the moment?
1: Well, it's quite interesting. Um, it's the way um, <coughs> things unfold. Um, uh, at the moment, you know, because I keep thinking, well, that's the end of one chapter. But really, um, uh, this kind of um, thesis and project um, uh, has, is never ending. Um, uh, it, it kind of integrates into a lot of what I do and, uh, and how I deal with students every day. Uh, at the moment, I mean, um, I'm actually part of a, an interesting group looking at how we can help students at year 9 and 10 to transition into NCA level one. Um, I'm actually um, in charge of our junior science program in the school and so my interest in that is to actually how we can help students and maybe probably a lot of these students actually will suffer from mental health issues and anxiety in that, um, to actually um, uh, find um, their way into feeling more confident about um, approaching um, NCEA um, a lot of it is around trying to actually um, get them used to the way NCA works, but um, uh, also trying to make sure that they have all they need in order to actually transition. A lot of our students, I find, going into year 11, feel quite lost, actually, because they've got gaps in what they don't know or what they have not experienced when they're at year nine or 10, and there are various reasons for that, which does happen. So how can we best support those students? So that's more of a pilot program we're running at the moment. We're hoping to actually, that will actually help all students at those year levels. And I think that's an interesting conversation that we could have um, across different schools and how they actually um, deal with that and actually any ideas that other schools might have. So I'm really interested in that. And also, I think in that we've got um, uh, to make sure we take them on board, because at Takura we're talking about the whole student here, you know, holistically and their wellbeing. So, I mean, how does that translate into how we as teachers and kaioko actually are able to support them? And that's a, a big question, but let, can we break it down and can we actually put some practicality or, you know, legs on it, so to speak, so we can actually help students in what we do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Big questions, but I mean, important questions um, and potentially life-changing questions as well for our students. Mm. So it's, it's great to see you kind of bringing that into our kind of whole school thinking around some of these, these things. Um, that's been a fantastic chat, Bruce. I know that um, through this and the presentation that you did at our staff meeting, I've, I've really learned a lot. Um, is there anything else you kind of wanted to sign off with?
1: Any kind of final parting thoughts? Um, yeah, um, uh, well, first of all, if you're thinking of doing a project in a, in a thesis, uh, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I've, I've got heaps out of what I've done. And, and actually, when I, when I started this two years ago, because I did part-time, I thought, oh gosh, I don't know what I've got myself into. Um, and it is a lot of work, but I mean, this is about your professional development and how you actually see yourself. Um, and if you put the time in, I mean, the rewards will come, you know, and I've actually um, seen that already. And what I do um, and how I'm able to affect change as well, even if on a, on a small um, platform or a small to a small degree. Um, uh, so if you're thinking about further education, do it. And, um, uh, you know, the second kind of thing to sign off with is, um, you know, As educators, sometimes we feel as though we are actually spinning our wheels, so to speak, going nowhere. We get frustrated. I know I've talked to many colleagues, they get frustrated about certain students. Um, uh, So, you know, I hope this is actually more of an encouragement to those who are listening, that actually you can move forward um, and that we as a community can work together to actually um, affect change for those that we actually have in our classrooms and those that we deal with on a daily basis.
0: That's a a really inspiring, brilliant conclusion, I think. Um, Yeah, for sure. If anyone's thinking about postgraduate study and education, do it, and then come on the podcast. (laughs) Just as a little plug. (laughs) Um, Thanks so much, Bruce. Um, We'll we'll leave it there, there, but that's been an amazing chat. Um, In the show notes, we'll make sure that we include the readings and a link to um, Bruce's thesis and his project, and um, especially the deliverable um, that you might want to pick up and use in your own schools. But thanks so much for joining us, Bruce.
1: Not a problem. Lovely thanks